0: continuing our series on history and of course black history 365 an inclusive account of american history a full course load written by dr walter milton jr and joel a freeman phd dr walter milton joins me now himself an educator and still educating through this show and in so many ways Uh, so we will continue to do this series throughout the book there have been, uh, you know, a number of adoptions by school systems. Uh, those of you who've bought the book. And uh, certainly, given feedback to me and others around the country, uh, so it's good to see real history, true history, being told uh, in all its facets and its complexities. Uh, Will lead you there. The rich content within the book, with QR codes that lead to websites and further research. Uh, something that I encourage everyone to to get to share to to use this you know education and knowledge should be shared that's one thing we shouldn't be selfish about uh unit seven is next the economic system uh something that we have to talk about there was the early economics the mercantilism around slavery but we've come so far and walter you know yesterday i was in tulsa oklahoma what was called the black wall street we've just had the centennial so that has brought up a lot of the discussions around the economy of Blacks, but I really want to delve into it the way you outline this in Unit 7 and some very, you know, core questions uh, from the 1800s, for instance, you know, businessmen of the 1800s and 1840s and 50s, uh, business and moral responsibility, something I haven't heard put together except in this book.
1: Yes, and we wanted to really talk about um, the importance of looking at uh, this whole notion of economic growth from a foundation of morality and believing that you can have um, systematic longevity by having, you know, that foundation of morality and doing, and doing what's right. As we know that many things were accomplished off of free labor and off of the, um, the backs of, of, of those who were enslaved But also, a new uh, format uh, was taking place, and we talked about that in uh, Unit 7, uh, dealing with convict leasing or convict labor, you know, always looking at that free labor and what it can do in terms of um, exemplifying a normal profit, um, you know, doing the work now and reaping the benefits down the road, as well as always um, maximizing efficiencies, And so we wanted to really spell uh, that out and go deep in terms of how a lot of um, wealth-based entities,
0: um, businesses, as well as individuals, um, had started off in our country. You know, in order for this to exist in any form and the evolution from the beginning to where we are today, the transatlantic slave trade to the abolition, to the battles for rights and to where we are today, there had to be a policy component. One of the key questions, essential questions in Unit 7 uh, ties into today's, uh, if you will, political sphere. And the question is, how did the positions of the Democratic and the Republican parties differ on the institution of slavery? And my follow-on question, Professor, for you is, how did that evolve to where we are today? Policy, economic policy, and reality?
1: Well, if we look at the core um, and the root cause of of The um, political arrangement that we know about today is that historically, the Republican Party, um, they were in support of those who were enslaved in support of their freedom as the Democratic Party uh, were very dedicated to uh, continuing, um, you know, that 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 enslavement process and and really just riding the backs of, of blacks. And I think um, as time had gone on with certain political arrangements and deals that were made, things have have switched. But um, from where I sit, those things still take place today. They're just (laughs) covert and hidden um, greatly and not to go too deep into politics. But I really think that it's important for many blacks to really understand that um, the Republican Party was not the enemy of blacks. But it got to a point where both parties um, um, kind of made uh, a trade-off in transitions on certain things that have that have impacted
0: us greatly. Right, and and it's important to understand both the core and the evolution of this, and then that of course flows into culture and economic reality. Uh, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of discussion, of course. Again, with the centennial of the race riot uh, and what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a hundred years ago, are we having the right discussions from a historical and I would say even current history as it's been written today, in your opinion? And that's referring more to the classroom, which is where we want this book to be. Well, 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 no,
1: and and I'll tell you why. You know, there was one of the rhetorical questions that we had at Unit 7, and we asked the question just to really um, inject uh, students intellectually, and the question was, what if everyone became a registered independent, um, you know, forcing both Republican and Democratic um, party machines to truly listen, um, um, you know, to read the people? I mean, what what would be the outcome or the impact um, that that would have on a broader spectrum? So we're really asking questions like that. Um, when we talk about um, Tulsa, um, you know, Black Wall Street, and the flourishing of those uh, self-contained hubs in the early 1900s, because you had more than um, just Black Wall Street. You had something called the Badlands in Springfield, Illinois. And those riots had um, came about and, and just really changed the entire trajectory of the way in which the, the city um, was going to, to, to this day, it's still impacted. So we had um, many of those hubs across the United States. But I really think that um, it really lends itself to the impact of how segregation and integration has played played its role into in the uh, demise of um, some economic fears. And I think that a lot of people um, don't really know all of the inner workings. So it was our job to really look at both sides of the argument and then come up with critical um, questions and a critical analysis to really help young people, to help educators and also adults alike, to really bring about an understanding of history, the way in which we've never been uh, taught that history and the potential that it has to bring about a, a high degree of healing and that's important.
0: You know, there's another key question in Unit 7, the economic system. Again, this is Black History 365, an inclusive account of American history. And, you know, the question, it caught my eye. It's highlighted. It's under chapter check-in. What evidence would you cite to explain the phrase of living within one means? And if I could add a little bit of uh, broader context to this question, we have— today in America, a wide variety within the black community of economic success and economic failure. We have millionaires and billionaires, businessmen and women, successful entrepreneurs, every level of of our working society, but we have failures. And the means is something that's achieved through education, why it's important to have this book for me. For those out there, but education and living within your means to me go together because the education allows you to reach an economic level and and maybe even just an understanding of what the possibilities are.
1: Absolutely. And there is there is definitely a wealth gap. But I think in terms of closing that gap, um, what what if I could just speak specifically here? Uh, what what many blacks have to do is become more economically wise, and I, I use the term maximizing efficiencies early on. It's imperative that they understand how money works, how um, disposable income, you know, versus um, you know uh, wealth growth, and those things, and 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 how. Um, it's important not to think only in terms of being consumers, but to find a way to become owners. And I think that there's a, um, there's a wave that's happening with many young people of, of various ethnicities that they're thinking more entrepreneurial, they're thinking in terms of working in groups and, and more cooperatively, and how they can come up with creative ideas, innovative ideas, that can really um, help uh, people but also can, can create a, a wealth, wealth industry. Um, if I could just specifically talk about, you know, my four sons, my three sons and my daughter, where um, they understand this whole notion of being entrepreneurial. They understand what it means to save and what it means to invest. And what it means to understand the urgency around normal profit. So I think that what we try to incorporate in this chapter here, when we talk about income versus wealth building, was to really look at um, closing
0: uh, that that wealth gap that's very disparaging um, as we speak. My guest, Dr. Walter Milton, Jr., uh, one of the authors, along with Joel Freeman, uh uh, the book black history 365 an inclusive account of american history that's at bh365.org we're talking about economy economy to me in many ways along with education equates to success and success is knowledge in so many ways uh you've had some successes of recent we've talked about a number of them but i want to keep giving the audience an idea of the success of uh, this course load, as I call it. Uh, how about a few of the latest ones, or a couple of the latest ones?
1: Well, I'll tell you, um, this is, you know, Dr. Freeman and I talk about when we did this incredible work for almost three years of intense researching, uh, doing a comparative analysis with Eurocentric history versus Afrocentric history, and then saying that we're going to be truth-centric, that we're going to tell the truth um, no matter how painful it is. We were in this jar. So when you're in that jar, you can't read the labels. So when we got out the jar, we didn't realize that we had created something that has really never been done before in 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 this nation at the degree in which we did it. And so we are just starting to realize that we do have some great successes. We are in over 50 school systems across the country, and we just, I don't think we made a year yet with the book being out. Um, We are in a number of charter schools and also private schools. We are in suburban school districts. We're in urban school districts. We're in rural school districts, and I think that this is what it's going to take to really close the gap um, in terms of, of racial relations and and, and the disparity in terms of classes and all of those things. And so we are really, really um, high off of the impact that we're making. And, and, and Dr. Freeman and I often say that this is our love letter to the world. We want nothing more than to heal from some of the, the, the pain that we've been suffering as a country and to bring unity about all ethnicities. And we think that this is one way to do that.
0: You know, to that very point, one of the important things and I have, I think I told you, I know I have told you that the first book you sent me, I actually gave away, and it was to a neighbor who came from Albania, and his wife and his two children, 119, 110, and both of they've consumed this book. One of the important aspects of this to me is that this history is not being taught solely to Blacks about Blacks. It's an inclusive account. And I think it's important that all, regardless of ethnicity, know the history, and from that, they'll be able to (laughs) better equip themselves to deal with the false narratives. Yes.
1: Yes, that is so true. And what it would do, it will kill many of the stereotypes that have been wreaking havoc Upon uh, this great nation here, as well as bring bringing clarity to many of the misconceptions that have taken place, um, I remember when I first started teaching, um, I taught in a very very wealthy uh, school system um, right outside of Rochester new york it was um, at that time they were ranked as one of the uh, the top ten school systems in the nation, and i 'll never forget the principal, who I um, herald this day as one of the best educators I've ever met, I remember him taking the standard American history textbook and he dropped it out of the window. And I'm like, what is is he doing? Is this some kind of initiation? Do I have to go down and get the book? When he was showing me my classroom before I started in the district. And I said, well, you know, I'll go down and grab the book. He says, hey, hey, I don't want you to grab the book. I don't want you to use the book. I want you to bring a uniqueness in terms of the – the whole story, I want you to include the contributions that, that many African Americans have made to this society, to this country, and, and showing that their citizenship and showing that black history is not outside of American history. It's an intricate part. It's an intimate part of American history. There's not a standalone history. And that really um, opened up my eyes to the need because... My school district was 90% um, white, but many of those white students, many of the white parents, they start gravitating uh, to this information, and it really began to close many gaps um, that take place from a social construct.
0: Next uh, time, we'll take on Unit 8, Black Culture and Influence. For all of you in the meantime, bh365.org. Go there. I recommend this. It is such an in-depth... Uh, account. It ties with QR codes to websites to more information, not just limited to the 1248 pages uh, that you and Joel wrote in this history course, Black History 365, an inclusive account of American history. And my guest this week, Dr. Walter Milton Jr. We'll put Joel back to work next time around, uh, Walter, but thank you for joining me as always. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. It's truly an honor to be on the show, and
1: I just look forward to other opportunities, and Joe uh, really misses
0: being here today. He truly does. Thank you. Again, Dr. Walter Milton, Jr., author, one of the co-authors of Black History 365, an inclusive account of American history, and the website there for you, all the information. You can get the book, the e-book, and more information at bh365.org quick break. I'll be right back.